Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from the LV1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. And this week we're back again. What's this, the third time this week, Daryl? Uh, three, four, six, three, something. Four, I don't yeah, know. I quit too many. We we just got some kind of notification that we've had thirteen episodes in the month of July. So if you're not sick of us <laughs> by now, uh, this episode should be a lot of fun. We got a couple of uh of fellows here to gonna join us. Not the, the fantasy football fellows. That was a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Uh, we have from the Best Ball Maniac podcast. Correct. Yes. Correct. And uh, we OG. have we have Brad Reyes and. Jeremy Brown, the Dynasty Madman, uh, DFF Madman, right? DFF underscore Madman. Yes, sir. And, and at Mr. Mean Mode, which is a cool handle oh, there. Oh, do it every time, man. Yeah, it's I Mean it. Mr. Mode. Mean Mr. Like Mr. Mean, Mode. Yeah, like Mean Mr. Mustard. Only, yeah. only much more. I'm digging the uh, the Skeletor <laughs> the background like on the Twitter, the by the way. Because so. he's so mean. Skeletor <laughs> chugging a beer. And is the beer just going right out of his... Yep, it's Jaw. it's typical Skeletor. It's not going according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not working out for Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's the reason why my avatar is essentially a bonehead. You know? <laughs> so this week, uh, we are going to talk some best ball since we brought in a couple guys that uh, like to talk the offensive best ball. There, There's a lot of strategy that goes into best ball that you should follow, and we have some IDP tips for you as well. As, and uh, we're going to kind of have our kind of regular show. We had an interview the other day and our what, AFC West preview, and we're going to talk some best ball, Daryl. Uh, and Jeremy and Brad, how's it going? I think we've doing pretty good. Yeah, Welcome, good fellas. Time, man. Yeah. Thank you. Good Thank to be you. here. Fun. Yeah, man. We, we've been filled up with guests, and we hope all of our uh, listeners enjoy hearing them, and they can go check out your podcast. Um, what's the handle for the podcast where they can check out the pod bean and all that? Or At Best Ball Maniacs. At Best Ball Maniacs. Yeah. Uh, so... And you guys are relatively new, correct? You have a couple in the can, so to speak. Just a few. Just a few. Rookie. Just a few. So get in on the ground floor here, guys. And uh, Daryl, you got some bad news. Good news, everyone. Bad news. So I should go the other one. Bad one. I'm I keep telling you, you gotta. I just did. You gotta tell me before <laughs> the show. Well, you didn't ask. Good or bad? That's true. <laughs> you, I did not you gotta ask. ask. You true. gotta ask. True. True. So go ahead, lay it, lay it on us. Well, I know one of the bad news pieces. Yeah, well, one of them, it's the same thing every year. Cowboy Sean Lee out with a twisted knee. If you ain't dropped him already, I don't know what you're doing. I, I mean, just just if you have if you still have him on your roster, just quit. Just quit. Just quit playing ID. But he used to be awesome. He used to be. Yes, he used to be. <laughs> yeah, and like, 18 years ago. I think we basically said that on our NFC East episode that he's not worth anything. So, yeah. I mean, if you have him just because maybe some sucker will take him from name 
value yeah. sake, but now he's pretty much worth less than nothing. Just yeah, cut him. You're better off picking up a rookie off. Dump that guy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. No upside. <laughs> yes, negative upside. One, next one's to dig it, Dan. LJ uh, Collier is out with a high ankle sprain. Oh no, God! <laughs> what? No, God, please, no, no, <laughs> no, no! Yeah, I saw this the other day. Uh, Julie, who uh, who was in one of uh, Best Ball Eliminator with me, she drafted LJ Collier, thinking oh. that I would draft him before her. Oh. And then he got hurt, Oops. so she's like, "That's what I get for just trying to, you know, out strategize." You know, she tried to snip you, and yeah. it backfired. Wow! But but he should be back, hopefully. Yeah, I by think he's September. just going to uh, training uh, camp. So it looked a lot worse getting carted off the field than it than it was. I mean, sprains are not a joke, as we know. But I'll take four no. to six weeks over out for the season ACL. So yeah. And then the last one is some good news. The Lions are going to use, well, appear to be using rookie uh, Jelani Tavai all over the field. So, yeah, a Swiss Army knife for him. Yeah, and he's definitely somebody we were interested in. Uh, we haven't talked about him mm-hmm. in a while, but uh, definitely somebody that we think should probably be on the field more than Gerard Davis and, and Christian Jones so, yeah. and Devin Kennard and whoever else. I expect him to take somebody's job. I think so too. He should play. He, he might lead defensive snaps if if he can. He very well you know. could. Do Especially we have him on one of our co-own like teams, Dan? What's that? Do we have him on one of the teams we co-own? Where you, uh, your defensive coordinator, and, and I'm I OC. Think but... So I can check that real quick. I, I think I think we do. Um, I think we got it. Oh. Yeah. Are you you co-own multiple teams, do you? Yes, two. Two teams. <laughs> oh, so so I see how this works. You like Madman better than you do me. I, that's fine. <laughs> no, yeah. I brought him in to co- to co-manage the team to to be the defensive coordinator because um, in a couple Don't of leagues I have man. pretty strong teams. At least one of them is pretty uh, really strong. But I was having a little bit of trouble with um, the defense, like consistency and some of the players. And I, I needed someone that knows that side of the game better, so we can win it. It's a, more of a big money league too. I think that. The, the grand prize is over a thousand dollars if you win it because it's a double copy league um and i i intend to win it at least once so uh, that was that was really the impetus that kicked it all off i needed somebody to do that and he was willing to take that on doesn't look like we i think we discussed him as somebody okay but uh no we, we i know we have chase a lot of chase winovich <laughs> yep yeah uh but yeah I think we got, uh, let's see, Ben Burke. Yeah, we got him on both teams, I think. Yeah, we did. Ben Burke-Curvin, I think, was the guy that uh, we grabbed. Because the other team, the the linebackers were okay. Mm. Or I didn't like the linebackers that were there. But, but yeah, but Tavai definitely sense. a guy that uh, if he's still on your waiver wire, which he probably shouldn't be unless you're drafting like two rounds yeah, he in your rookie be. drafts, he, he probably is taken by somebody. But if he's available, go get him. Get him. If you're drafting right now, grab him. You know. There you go. That, that pretty much does it for the yeah, that's pretty much it for now. All right. We've been doing so many episodes, we're kind of killing it. Well, yeah, I mean I mean we could go into every minute beat reporter of this guy, uh had as a hangnail, this guy, uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. A, you know. 
we, we could go into that kind of detail, but yeah, that's stuff that'll work itself out. Well, I'm excited because tomorrow night we actually get to see some kind of real football. Yeah. I say kind of oh, real yeah. football because Kevin Hogan is starting the game for Denver. <laughs> <laughs> which you know get, grief. get your preseason dfs going and uh I there you know. go yeah i might do one of those just to keep it interesting so i can watch the whole game because it's gonna be rough um but th- there's some rookies so it'd be worse than for. joe flacco or what it's kevin hogan i mean i picture yeah. him i mean he might be able to run he would probably be a good backup for baltimore yeah, that's what I don't understand about these teams. I swear, I could go on for the whole show on this <laughs> quarterback position. All they do is put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. My grandparents told me that's a bad idea. But no, they, they just like <laughs> invest all their money, all their capital. They drafted a guy high. All they can do is put all their energy and money and resources into one guy. And instead of drafting a, a kid, you know, in the next draft or two two years later, that fits the bill, like you just said, that fits the offense and what they're trying to do and bring him in and at least get him some serious reps, like get him ready in case the starter goes down. So maybe he could approximate the offense, not just run stupid shit. Just kind of, you know, be a little bit more like most companies would run things, have people that, you know, knowledge share and have other people that can do stuff. They have one guy that can really run the offense and then a bunch of just bodies out there holding clipboards and like shaking their head. I mean, you know, do something with your backups. Maybe you would be more competitive when your when your starter gets hurt. Yeah. I think Baltimore actually was was on to something when they drafted Trace McSorley, though, because... You want a running quarter. I mean, Trace McSorley's not going to be on any of my rosters, but, you know. He's not far, good, but. He's not he good, but he's going to run a similar <laughs> style to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Same with RG3, although RG3's already, what, out for the, you know, a month with something. Well, he got to hang now. And yeah, Clayton Thornton, it's just a matter of time before he takes Carson Wentz's job there. I know people think he sucks, new, but that's the, not true. The, the new Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to be irritating all kinds of fan bases today. Nah, you can cut it, whatever. I'm going oh, to ride no. Clayton Thornton too long. Editing's, oh, no, a, lot of, leave editing's a lot of work. Come on now. It is. I know. It's tough. We're you hear that, that Brad? I edit as channel. least as possible. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but we came to talk about best ball. So um, best ball is a growing uh, way to play fantasy. And with me adding league upon league over the last like five years uh it best i i really only want to join best ball leagues anymore because i can draft it and then i'm my hands are washed of it and it's oh, just yeah. the luck of the draw um i don't have to spend you know an extra hour setting lineups you know i have about five or six best ball leagues um i, I think only mm-hmm. one of them's defense though i think daryl and i are in the same one that's it's best ball um idp only best ball yeah which you know you kind of those are pretty rare in the industry (laughs) they are well it's mainly uh guys that either worked at dff or were (laughs) uh nuts and crazy idp guys that john or knows so um that's pretty much what the league is made up of it's it's i think 10 9 8 or 10 guys that just live eat sleep and breathe idp pretty much yeah, and then they had the uh, IDP uh, eliminators this year for Fantasy Cares. Yes. Those were so, you know, I think that was the first year they had the the IDP version. Yeah, actually, I yeah. did one last year. Uh, oh, you we, did? Uh, we did a couple last year. Uh, Josh did one uh, that was only DTs and corners. Oh my okay. god! 
So you could only draft defensive tackles and corners. (laughs) So it was real interesting last year when position changes happened and your D tackle that you drafted is now a D end and not available for your team anymore. That's (laughs) horrible. So so some people were upset because they thought they were getting a cheat code and they ended up getting completely screwed out of a player. So, and in those eliminators, eliminators, there's no waivers. It's just you draft and you're done, which I'm in a couple, I'm in a couple of the IDP ones. And then this year, I also started uh, with with John and and Peter over there uh, that help with the other eliminators. They helped me set up three Autism Speaks eliminators. So Mm -hmm. we did one super flex uh, with IDP, which Shane, your co-host, is actually in an IDP league. Yeah, my co-host at uh, Dynasty Trades HQ. Yeah, that's amazing because he he trash talks IDP all the time. He did, I like what he said, about though, about, uh... but he said it's for the kids, so he, he's he's a good guy, and he he'll do anything for charity. Uh, yeah, he's okay. So. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. We'll keep him. That guy. I like what you said about best ball, though, um, because you know the set it and forget it. That's the appeal to me too. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't play as much as Brad does in these. You know, I have some dynasty ones that are higher maintenance. And but what I like about it is it's a departure from the high maintenance dynasty teams or even the Debbie leagues. Yeah. There's just always something going on. You have to manage it and you know babysit it. And it's cool to just draft and forget it. And and so you don't have to be sad about the one that you did and it, it right. went wrong. You can just draft a bunch of them at low dollar amounts, have a bunch of fun drafting. And then hopefully if you did your homework, you have a bunch of winning teams. And like Brad, you could be successful and, uh, you know, maybe profit from it a, a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it is it is definitely a growing segment. But my thing about it is and, – and the reason I like it for IDP is that I can't stand trying to decide who to start on defense more than any other pos- – at IDP – you know, individual defensive players over everything else I set weekly. That's the one that throws me the most and mm. hurts me the most and the, and I make the most mistakes. And so I think I could get the talent on that side um, in a big best ball, you know, big roster. Get I think I'd get enough talent to build a good team and compete well. But then I, you know, the reason being I'm not trying to choose which cornerback to put in this week and, you know, what, what to do on this bye week. It, it right. would really spare me the grief. And so I would, I'd like to do a best ball um, IDP league for sure. I haven't done one before. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that's, uh, you know, you have these salary cap leagues and Debbie leagues and they're all fun. But if you're joined too many of them, like you, you just can't keep up with them. Yeah. So, so the best ball, that's where they like to come in and you know, you can play on so many different platforms. Um, it's great. Um, yeah. So Brad, where do you uh, suggest you play your best balls on? Um. Well, a lot of people uh, get their start on the draft app. Um, that's one of the simpler uh, places to play it. Um, you know, it's it's very uh, friendly for the uh, casual player. Um, then you get up into like you know the best ball tens, which is used to be uh, the MFL tens. Yeah. And those are a little bit more of your uh, you know your harder core player. Yeah. yeah. And then we get into um, what is it? The FFWC, the World Champion, the uh, Fantasy Football World Championships. Yep. Um, you know, that's the higher stakes tier that we deal with too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I've done uh, the the MFL tens or whatever they are now. Um, the best ball tens, best ball tens. Yeah. Um, I haven't done any of the draft. I used the draft app during the season. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard of the best ball and the, the draft app. Um, the, the, you know, I, I just 
with these eliminators, I've had so many drafts going on. I'm like, if I joined another draft right now, I'll go insane. Cause I'm also like babysitting Daryl over here, reminding him he's on the clock. And, uh, you know, it sometimes gets a little tedious. And really... Always got to be about me, don't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you always been... comes back to you, big guy. You've been quiet well, over there. So does. I got to add to, you know, wake you up a little bit. I'm awake. You're awake. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're busy and you're looking for some time, they've got a uh, you know three three uh, man uh, contest too that are you know great for uh, just knocking off in about you know 15 minutes. Okay. So yeah. if you like, you know, you can do a uh, you know smaller leagues like that. And there's a couple of little hooks in those smaller leagues that actually can help you. Um, if you uh, yep. target like the uh, the elite tight ends and, and target them early in the draft, you can do very well in the in best ball just because in the three man and the six man dress very easily because of uh the uh lack of players at the position that are elite yeah which mm-hmm. i went really I weird and all the way around to say elite players at the position but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a moment there <laughs> yeah it's it's like we're not good with words sometimes like i, I well, trip that... over myself all the time so. Yeah, that's that's the problem with me. I'm better with numbers than I am with people. <laughs> right, <laughs> words is good. Yeah, I actually was a shut-in for a while. Yeah, I had a really bad oh, agoraphobia, no. so I was kind of like a little bit of a, you know, a little bit slow on the uptake when it came to the social stuff. Yeah, yeah and um, yeah, you know, I we just moved out to a new kind of place, uh, so we're we're kind of sheltered. I, I talk to Daryl about once a week, and you know, I go to the gym and. Yeah, I got yeah. I got over agoraphobia and then I spent all my time podcasting from my basement anyway. So I don't you know <laughs> I feel like what I put all that work to do for, you know? So well, one thing about best ball, and there might be some myths that like uh you guys have heard people tell you a lot of times, like uh, okay. you know, the, the the boom bust player is the guy that you should target. Like, I think that a player like TJ Watt that can go off for, like, three sacks in one game and then be quiet one week uh, is somebody that you want to target with best ball. But but what can you – is that the same kind of strategy that you would suggest on offense, having these guys that can just go bananas one week and then, you know, one week could get you, like, a catch for 10 yards? Is that something that you guys uh, suggest? Me. Um, that's more of a uh, mid to late round strategy is to look for the players that are more boom or bust. Um, but yeah, in the first few uh, dr- rounds, first, I'd say five to six rounds, you kind of want to go for best available. And that's going to be in best ball, the most uh, steady point producers you can find. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not looking at, you know, you're not necessarily looking at the ceiling. You're looking a little more at the floor of those first five rounds. Okay. Yeah. So, cause that, that way you at least know you have about, you know, 10 points here you know absolutely and then you know then if the guy obviously on your bench goes crazy then you could go up you know yeah and and that's what really helps with the best ball because you can get a lot more mileage out of the late round players than you normally would in a regular in a regular situation where you have to set your lineup you have to guess which cornerback or which you know safety is actually going to perform this week that's why i would love it um and I think it, there's, um, you know, I've drafted best ball rosters just, and I'm sure everybody does this, not, you know, anything novel, but just players that I like all the way through, you know, um, just for 
for the heck of it, for the fun of it. But by and large, I try to be more scientific about it and, and maybe take it, um, even though I like Stefan Diggs personally more than I like Adam Thielen uh, at the top of a draft, I'm probably going to go with Adam Thielen. You know, I want those, like Brad was saying, the boomer bus guys, I, I want to take my shots a little later. And I also think not to be right. arrogant, but do a lot of research. And I think at the end of the, at the ends of drafts, I can be pretty successful with the guys I choose that I think are going to, you know, be able to do those things. And, and I don't want to take a lot of just like in most drafts, I don't want to take a lot of risks at the top. Um, you know, I want to take the safer, uh, more credible sort of player at the top, like in, uh, you know, in longer leagues, not just season long, but dynasty leagues. It's I, the same for me most of the time, uh, looking for the, the most point, point potential. But the excitement for me in doing one for IDP, and I hope we can do one soon, uh, maybe together, but uh, the, the, is that I don't have to choose, you know, especially defensive backs who are going <laughs> to yeah. do well this week. I, if oh, I draft I several good ones and, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a few in my list. Let's say I have six. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have four good ones uh, and, and maybe a boomer bust thing. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to score some points. Now, you guys are too, but I, I just think it's going to help me level the playing field at certain positions that I don't do as well at as others. Right. Yeah, and I think I think what you said about getting your your, your major guys are going to go no matter what, whether it's best mm-hmm. ball or not. It's the guys, and yep. to, to kind of equivalent, it's kind of like a Deshaun Jackson where, you know, yep. I don't like playing Sean like Jackson. in my non-best balls. I don't even want him on my roster, but in best balls, I'm like, he could hit at any moment, especially, you know, coming back to Philly. You know, I, I liked him with Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot more, obviously. Oh, but uh, right. But thinking about <laughs> thinking about it. guys like that, you, you think about a guy like Von Miller, who and and I was we were talking last night about how I rewatched the the first Seattle Denver game week one from last week, and Von Miller had two forced fumbles and three sacks in the first game, and he only had four forced fumbles the entire season. So in that game, right. you know, you, you get the the power. Uh, punch to your lineup but he's not a guy that's going to do that every week so you need to have your steady tackle producers uh that you yeah that's get on your team yeah it's kind of like building a building i mean you want to build a good foundation yes. so that everything else can you know can be built on up from it um you know right. just kind of like you know and you go after your star players your you know your bell cow backs and that kind of that kind of thing early and it's it's much more easy to build up with you like you know, like you said your defensive backs or your wide receiver positions you take them a little bit later, mm-hmm. you take a little more risk there. And with best ball, you don't have to worry about guessing which games those players are going to perform. Yeah, they just perform or, or frankly don't. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> unfortunately there's also a little bit of downside with best ball. When everything yeah. goes south, there's really no trading your way out of it unless you're in a trade, right. league, which mm-hmm. is pretty rare for best ball. I, I do have I a it, couple that are tr- you can make trades and there's waivers. Um, yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah, because you can actually I like tinker that. with your lineup. You know, the, yeah, the, I just, the draft and duns I like just because it gives me something to do during the summer and then yeah, <laughs> then they're gone. You know, they, they, I don't I don't ever have to see them again. So well, yeah, I think and, the people that don't play best ball too think, and, and I've actually heard people wonder about this. Uh, you know, aloud and and basically come out and say it at times that you know, hey, you there's really not that much strategy with this. You just draft, you know, you just draft good players. Well, you know, you, yeah. there are you could tell the people that go in and just draft players. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. without there, any kind of strategy. tactics or strategy. There's they're yeah. just like yeah, that guy, that guy. I mean, you have to the in order the guys that do this a lot 
are the first to tell are going to be the first to tell you that you know there's definitely strategies and and homework you have to do things you just don't go in there and it is fun to just go draft players and like i said right. get all the guys you like and see how it works out for, for shits and giggles for a few bucks but you know the the the, the bigger leagues the the stronger players that they're definitely going at it with an approach it's not just you know picking up right. guys and the draft and done ones you really have to pay attention to like bye weeks because you yeah know, that's I mean, you can important. you can punt a week maybe unless it's an eliminator because if it's an eliminator, <laughs> then you can't punt any week because it could yeah. be your last week. You know, um, a general rule that I like to apply, um, uh, statistically for me, it seems to work out anyway. Um, is to get your bye weeks as early as possible out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you're not stacking like you know week twelve, week eleven, yeah. late. You know, right as you're trying to move on into a playoff round. I think the NFL really kind of forces that though because i'm looking i was looking yeah. at bye weeks i was doing my spreadsheets for my home league because i'm a nice commission i give them their their rosters <laughs> so they know who they have on their team because some of them probably don't remember wow. uh, with their bye weeks <laughs> next to them too so like houston has a late bye week at 12 kansas city has or has 10 uh, kansas city has 12 yeah. So, uh, and some of the I remember last year I was on a team I was completely screwed because I think I had all Falcons and Saints and they had both had like the same buy I think, and I was like I have, I have a bunch of Falcons and Saints on this team I'm like I'm completely <laughs> screwed this week I'm like well I'll just punt this week and it was late in the season too and you know can't trade you're can't, stuck yeah. yeah that's the worst part of not being able to trade i i do like that aspect like everything else the same but allow you know allow trading i think that would be great yeah. as, a, as a standard setting for them yeah and one of the things like we talked about the start sit for idp i tried to write articles in the my first year writing about start sit and idp and i'm like I hate doing these. Uh, we, we have a guy, Aaron. Aaron <laughs> you were pretty good at him, though. Aaron Brumley yeah. uh, writes them now uh, for us because I, I like the waiver stuff better. I'm better at identifying waiver ads than start sit. But start sit, like, you know, you look at matchups. You look at who gives up the most sacks. You know, defensive end is one of those positions that I hate in IDP because there's like five or six really good defensive ends. Then there's a good chunk that'll give you a decent floor. And then there's the guys that are just like, they'll show up like Adrian Claiborne. He'll show up for one week a season. Yeah, exactly. Go nuts and then go back to the holies hide again. What week is that going to be, brother? Can you tell me ahead of time? Yeah, and I can't predict that because I don't live in the future and come back to report this kind of stuff. So, um, And like I said, predicting IDP is really about predicting – uh, consistency and really predicting, wow. you know, because interceptions and forced fumbles and sacks, even they're not really predictable. Yeah, there's a few, you, you uh... can to a certain extent, you know, this offensive line's horrible, they give up a lot of sacks. <laughs> sure. yeah, there you go. You know, this quarter, you know, Jameis Winston throws a lot of picks. Uh, you know, there's certain things you can look at, but that's you know, yeah. if you take five minutes to analyze a game, those are the things that jump out at you, but really digging into who to start you know you gotta look a few anomalies like you know you're gonna want to start landon collins against the giants you're gonna want to start gerald mccoy he's gonna want to kill everybody in the opposite team yeah he's gonna murder them i don't know that or maybe the giants will murder him you never know really they might really really sterling shepherd was broke thumb will have a cast he'll have a full cast and just go out and wow oh my god 
I can't with you today. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, oh like it. It. It's kind of like an Iron Mike Sharp thing, you know, and it goes around backing people with it. <laughs> yeah. Iron Mike Sharp. Oh it's kind of like, uh, remember uh, in wrestling, Cowboy <laughs> Bob yeah. Orton had a broken hand for like wow. 20 years and went out there, and that was yep. his like, finishing move. He beat people with his broken arm cast, so, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's certain players that, like, uh, on offense, T.Y. Hilton, he owns the Texans. So, Deshaun yeah. Jackson owns the Giants. Deshaun Jackson, yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, he owns them. Santana Moss used as to own As long the as Deshaun Jackson doesn't drop the ball in the one. That was against the Cowboys, <laughs> I know, but, yeah. Well, he ain't going to drop it against the Giants, so. He oh, no. Oh, no. There, won't, there won't be many people to stop. I mean, the, the Giants are dropping like flies. Yeah, like crazy. So, yeah, Daniel Jones uh, can be had for like, and, and Eli Man- Eli Manning is free. <laughs> Dan- <laughs> Daniel Jones yeah. is so cheap. I mean, everybody's looking at the Giants situation yeah. as I, you know what? Daniel Jones is going to run out of the tunnel like this, <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody's going to follow him. And, yeah. and then everybody will eventually be like, I guess we should go out there with him. Come know? on, guys. Let's go. Yeah. I told you guys I was working at the show this week. So that was great. Not nice. Uh, but, but yeah, check my uh, tweets. I it's retweeted a video that somebody put together with that clip of the Reds and Pirates uh, fight <laughs> the other night. So uh, that was that made me laugh for five minutes. I watched it like 10 times straight because it was fun. <laughs> and the timing was perfect. The timing was, was perfect. Excellent job, Twitter. Excellent job. Twitter wins again. Sometimes Twitter is not the cesspool that everybody makes it out to be. But You're not yeah. looking at the right places. I guess not. Well, I, <laughs> I, did, I did see Ice-T. Ice-T had a funny tweet. Uh, he tweeted no. out the number of, uh, I can't say the word probably, but the number of jerks will say that he's blocked is like 2,117. He's like, I don't got time for these people. I just block them right away. So, so that's <laughs> definitely um, a tip for people, you know, just just block them. Then you don't have to see them anymore. Yeah, exactly. Quit complaining. Yeah, I've never. Big world out there. I guess maybe I am not that big of a celebrity. I don't have people hating me all the time. So, or you could just mute people. Don't even give them the satisfaction of a block. Just mute them. That's true. See, I want to block Dan, but I can't. Ah, you would never (laughs) be on the show ever again because I I would not be able to send you the link. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It would just be the Dan IDP Nation show. Yeah, if Jeremy blocked me on Twitter, we're not getting this show up because I, I can't use anything for Twitter, apparently. Every time we try to do something on Google and share it, I, I completely uh, – it's a complete cluster. Uh, yeah, not not the word I was supposed to use. Yeah. Well, you, you did an excellent job of omitting the word, so I don't have to edit it. So thank you. Well, he was well, gonna, that's a professional. <laughs> he was going to say cluster duck. I know that's what he yeah, was going to say. Yeah. Just like when I'm texting, I always mean to say the word duck when I'm texting. Oh, yeah. Them. All the time. Hey, duck's I, my favorite word. That really kills me, though, when I'm mad and that comes up. And that it makes, makes me even, even more mad. Yeah, it even <laughs> makes me even more madder. Because <laughs> I'm going to come up with a little picture of Daffy Duck getting angry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, probably the feeling, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's ripping his bill off. And I cuss a lot. Around. 
I, I cuss a lot and I get it out of my system and I move on uh, with life pretty quickly, like, you know, always moving forward. And so, exactly. and I think the people that curse are actually more intelligent than people who don't, um, you know, I mean, you have to control it in a setting like this, but otherwise, I mean, get your shit together. You got to use words that make you, you know, they get rid of uh, how you feel or make you feel better and then move on. So you're, you know, healthy. Get yes, that, you know, healthy mental outlook. Yeah. Yes, it's nobody no has ever gotten over stubbing their toe by saying, oh, sugar, you know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. you, you gotta... right. And I've told yeah. my kids, it doesn't matter what word you're using. You're you're just you're just faking it. You're using the yep. same word because your meaning came across the same way. So freaking is not helping your case right now. You yep. just cursed. you just said something you shouldn't have said. So it's the know. intent and the meaning of it. Yes, that's right. Oh, well. Getting back to oh, best. F it, Dan. <laughs> Speaking of intent and meaning. Yes. Uh, yeah. Back to best ball here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about here. Um, yeah, that's cool. So I've got, I've got best balls. They're the best balls. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They sound like, that sound like Donald Trump. Trump. I, I got best balls. They're the best balls. They're the greatest, <laughs> they're the greatest balls you've ever yeah, we had to name the show Best Ball Maniacs like as a compromise because I wanted to name it the teabag. <laughs> I wasn't much of a compromise, man. I just flat out said no. I was like, yeah, come on. That's, we want yeah. that to be our mascot, like a teabag that's rather that would have been great. Yeah, best ball I'm in general you. just leaves you so it leaves you wide open for all the jokes. Exactly. Yeah, so. you gotta like accept it. You gotta yeah. like take it in. Plus, Brad, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but on the show you'll be like, So uh how how are your best balls going this year? <laughs> <laughs> saying, hey, how's the, how are the best ball leaks? Oh no, my, my favorite one. How are your best balls doing? How you feeling about your balls? How you feeling about your balls? <laughs> well, the left one hangs lower than the right. I don't know. Oh, man. So I'm probably going to put a uh, explicit rating on this one because this is definitely <laughs> not safe for work this week. Because uh, <laughs> editing this all night, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm nah, I'll, just, I'll just click the box to explicit. I was going to say, was it, was, it. was it when I said teabag? I mean, was that when it got off? <laughs> Maybe. I'm going Maybe. back to the word duck. Yeah, well, I, I thought yeah. you. I thought you were making some tea when you, you referred to that, but I don't know. You know, you know, I haven't dropped my daily douche tard yet, so. Yes, yes. <laughs> Daryl's new favorite word. Uh, That's that, my favorite uh, word right now, douche tard. You can't well. Well, I'm sure that this would be a great time for a sponsor. So here's a word from the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches sign up today and get a dynasty football factory exclusive discount for limited time only save $50 when you sign up at dynastyfootballfactory.com and that was the scouting academy here um and we're <laughs> the back prince peace, the prince of peace tea bags <laughs> <laughs> oh man we we are having some fun here hopefully you all are too um so Daryl, let's go to yeah. you here for a minute. 
What are oh. some of the players that you would think would be good best ball choices that you would throw out there? You're wrong. <laughs> I probably am because I play no best ball and I have no clue. Oh, what's wrong with um, you? I know. So I'm taking all this in. I'm learning that. Um, I'm guessing. Is it? Would it be kind of like players that are because I play in a few leagues that are where it's based on the length of a touchdown. So wouldn't those players kind of be, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking for the long score, the touchdowns. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, you could you could be saying about defense too. We just we're not just you know. Well, you know, you, you always like to talk defense, though. Hey, why you got to put me on the spot, man? I don't know. We 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 discussed what we were talking a couple of days ago, but anyway, I've slept since then. <laughs> Well, we're going to get you guys on our show too, uh, soon, too, the Best Ball Maniacs. We can talk about best balls, and you guys can bring the D. There you go. We, we oh, always do. D&D, and D, bring the D. Every and and nobody, nobody cares what we say, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. We don't name the show the teabag and everything. It's all good. We can just do what we want. So for defense, I guess players like Khalil Mack would be a, a good best ball player. Yeah. Um, you're probably looking at. Um, oh, I would I think, think a lot of your outside backers would be the outside yeah, linebackers. Backs, but I think your high, uh, your high interception guys. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. Like Kevin Byard, those players. Yeah, uh, Kevin Byard probably clean up in best ball because I think he would too. He gets a lot of interceptions. Has a decent floor too. So, so. I do have a question because it hit me in best ball. Does players like Deshaun Jackson? Mm-hmm. Is, does his return game factor into that? Depends. Some scoring, right, Brad? I mean, not necessarily. Some scoring, like uh, like on a on a really simple platform like draft, no. But usually on uh, MFLs, um, and the uh, you know, the more involved platforms, the uh, yeah, they're they that special teams does take uh, does count. Yeah, as usual, <laughs> IDP always depends on the scoring guidelines. Yeah, so, and this, this is no different. Yeah, you can if you yeah. can tweak the best ball scoring. There you go. That'd be great to do. Yeah, I think some of the 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 major minds in IDP just need to get together and make a like PPR. You know, like PPR yep. is pretty standard. Make yep. a standard right. scoring. scoring because I feel like we say the word. It depends on your scoring eighty thousand mm. times a week. Because well, it so does because every league is so different. Does. In mean, offensive it, leagues, you can pretty much generalize PPR, non-PPR, you know, points per first down, super flex, you know. You can, I mean, there's still stuff on offense that you can add and add and add, but. You should kick that off. You guys definitely need um, a standard scoring yeah. model. Um, you guys are all mavericks. You're like in the old day, you know, they used to call the guys that made their own uh, chambers for guns, like their own barrels, like the different <laughs> size bullets and stuff, the wildcatters, yes. you know, they come with a wildcat <laughs> round. It's not the same as something. And that's what all the IDP leagues are. They just do their own thing. And there are some that are better than others, but if you could come up with a real working strategy, but the whole thing about fantasy football, because everybody's always, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. They're like, well, we're changing. We're going to go point per carry, but then that's going to alter running backs. And we're going to have to go. Why don't we bump it up to 1.5 for tight ends for, P- for PPR? And it's just, it's all this, like, they're trying to fix something that you really can't fix. You have to, I think, look at it a little differently. Like on offense, my thing is wide receivers and tight ends should be the same thing. You're not worried about anything else a tight end does mm-hmm. other than catching the ball like the receivers do and scoring a touchdown like the receivers do. And so make all the, make them all 
wide receivers. And then the only ones worth a damn are the guys we think are worth a damn anyway. I mean, it's just how it's how scoring is yeah. and, and do the same thing to streamline and get rid of some of the, just make it simpler and, and uh, not try to complicate it by robbing Peter to pay Paul and doing this and whatever. There's got, I, I'm, I'm struggling for the right analogy to describe that, but they're, they're constantly <laughs> shuffling things to, to balance it out. And the scale just never yeah. balances. Yeah. You're always trying to yeah. give, you know, you see a weak position and you try to bump it up, but like a few years ago, the running back was deemed dead. Like, and then right. we, we were jacking points up and now you got guys like Barkley and McCaffrey just killing numbers. Likewise, like they're, you know, far and away yeah. elite. If you give like points per carry, a guy like Zeke, you know, the, like those, mm. you know, we have the big four for yeah. a reason right now at the top of drafts because we, we've pointed them up so much. And, you know, we got in a big argument in one of my leagues about, uh, tiered PPR, the sleeper offers tiered PPR now, where running backs and receivers and tight ends, or or a zero to five yards is a half point, zero mm-hmm. you know five to ten is a point, like to even out you know to to basically handcuff guys like Barkley and McCaffrey that get these little screens and like you know ten of them a game, right? But I'm like, why are you gonna punish my dude just because he gets a bunch of catches <laughs> like? <laughs> I, I was a Barkley owner, I agree. I agree. and I'm like, yeah. so I'm, you know, Barkley's killing everybody in points, and you guys are going to try to take away points from me, is what you Yeah, what they're jealous that they don't have Barkley and Z. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's just like the guys that complain when somebody makes a terrible trade. They yeah. wish that that person made the terrible trade with them. They don't really, I don't yeah. think they care. Yeah. Just, they care that it was with someone else more than anything, and they're just crying about it. Um, I, I think you're saying is fine if there are elite players in the league and you know if they're elite in your scoring system go get them or you know do something else but don't hamstring someone else you just can't keep doing that it's like the backwards rules that exist for um trying to determine um rookie draft order with uh potential points you know look here jeremy you really screwed up i almost i almost said the bad word you really screwed up week three look what you did here you should have known you should have known that this was going to be the first game that player x was going to take off and score more than your elite wide yeah. receiver uh, you should have had the elite wide receiver on the bench because they're looking at things through hindsight and that's not how we play this game i'm i'm allowed to set my lineup how i see fit and you can rest assured i'm yeah. trying to win every week i set oh, my yeah. lineup because i paid my 50 dollars dues and there i'm allowed to choose who i put in and i'm trying to do a good job but i don't always get it right but at the end of the season when you know, Aaron Jones goes down and uh, Justin Jackson and, and I lose and I don't make the playoffs. And then you also ding me another spot in the rookie draft because I should have known that was going to freaking happen. Um, that <laughs> me off. It's not, they're, they're smart and they're being slick. Uh, well, we don't want people tanking. Well, get better people in your leagues. Who are you playing with? You shouldn't have to worry about people tanking. I this mean, any, this doesn't just sound like a hypothetical. This sounds like real life. <laughs> oh, this happens in so many leagues. I've quit leagues that I had good teams in because of stupid rules and commissioners that are yeah. non-budging. On I was in, I was in one where I think I had the worst record and ended up with a third the third pick, and I'm like, why? Don't, and they're like, oh, possible points on your bench. I'm yeah. like, really? I'm like, whatever. Yeah, that's one thing about best ball that I love is like trying not. The bench thing never made any sense to me in fantasy football. Just for the sake of the, if my quarterback gets his you know leg broken and kick carted off the field, mm-hmm. right. yeah, I'm just gonna go without a quarterback when I have one sitting on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> it just literally made no sense to me. I mean, you know, 
I had a guy like tweet at me squad sent me a nasty message saying you didn't set your lineup uh this week you basically let it was his buddy you know beat me oh. that week i'm like dude i had two quarterbacks one was on by and one was injured did you want to trade me one so i can start a quarterback this week yeah, right. <laughs> i said i took over an orphan and i did my best but you know the quarterback position suffering like i didn't let the guy win i just really had no other choice at quarterback thanks and i mean the guy was just bent out of shape and so you have to be careful about who's in your leagues um unless you're playing best ball and it doesn't really matter you just yeah. play against everybody yeah you're i have a couple one uh... I have a couple leagues this year where it's a super flex and I have two viable starters. And I'm like, if any one of those goes down, I'm just playing for the first pick overall to get another quarterback <laughs> yeah. next year. Cause I'm going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, and I think you should be able to do that. Whatever. I don't care. In my yeah, I mean, yeah, pay your league something's got to give for you to get that. You're not winning money this year. You're trading right. assets away. I don't think it's unnatural because Sports teams do it all the time. Hockey teams yeah. load up for the, the playoffs. Sixers trade away younger talent. The basketball teams do it. You're right. The Sixers, the Sixers did it for like seven years. Like they were god awful, and then they traded away half the guys they got in it. Oh, that's <laughs> it's a free that's, market. That shit happens. It's true. And that's why I like our Debbie uh, salary cap league that me and Jeremy are in. You, you do actually like have it? A, yeah, I do like it. I, I like. There's actually a, like, you know, I have a team that is absolute crap. I know it's crap, but. I also didn't <laughs> overspend on it, so you know I'm way under the salary cap. I can I can improve the team when other player when other people can't because other people Next weren't paying it. Yeah, waivers, right. When I want the waivers, you'll be able to spend your money and win those thing those yeah. players. Yeah, so that's I mean, there's I like to have a league that feels more like running an actual team, and sometimes <laughs> you're not in the championship for that year, and you're just sort of treading water, you know. Especially so what do you in, do in a dynasty league? Young players, exactly. Just like veterans to a team that's challenging. Uh, it's just kind of what happens in the real world. And, and like I said, honestly, you don't even have to say it's what happens in the real world, like practical, pragmatic, like that. I mean, it, if you let the league happen and don't restrain people, the market kind of yeah. sets itself. Like water rising to its own level, things just yep. happen. You well, let people enjoy themselves, and and it works. It's, but you have to have good. You know, you probably have to yeah. think about the people in the league. Uh, some right. people are just not going to be. You know, you don't want them in your league. That's just that happens. Okay, yeah, fix that. that's you how fix that as a commissioner. That's how me and Daryl ended up in uh, the one league. That you, <laughs> you were going to say that's how me and Daryl are. I want him out of my league. Just yeah. <laughs> well, Daryl did actually uh, man up and take care of what he needed to take care of in that league. So uh, we can we can stop busting his chops about that. I don't even know what you're talking about. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he took care of the fee finally. You know, after. I like the freaking guts. God, I can't wait to get rid of you. I like being the last one to pay. People get so pissed. I just, you know, I actually forget about it most of the time, and I finally, like, you know what? I'm gonna pay because it's not all in the same place. You know, it's not that I forget. But I mean, I've got forty freaking plus leagues. I mean, yeah. come on. See, it messed more than a day. This it messed me yeah. up. This was that. This was through like uh, it wasn't through League Safe, and I'm like. I'm like, what? I gotta look up passwords for this stuff and figure out how to get on here because you know, I don't know. If it's not saved to my phone, I'm lost. So, if I already lost my phone, I'm stuff to remember, man. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier off off the uh, off the air when we were talking about um you know dynasty leagues and uh, why we why we haven't done so many of them. But yeah, for me, this is my first year of really getting into dynasty and the hidden fees and the trade fees and all that. Man, I could have. I would have put the down payment on a new car, man. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Well, I mean, and, and really, the draft picks is really it because you can yeah. really, you can really have a 
a league almost fold if you have like two or three yeah. guys that trade away future picks and then yep. they, sure. gut, they yeah. gut the team they and you know some people well, some people have their mo is they will draft all vets that are towards the end they'll give it two years and if they're not winning they'll just leave and they'll leave with no picks right they'll gut everything on the team that's any future value and they'll just try to win right away and then leave i love the win now approach but you've got to tear it a little bit you can't can't go in to set yourself up on 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 top of dynamite you know two years in you have to have i've done i've done startups where i don't have any current like i don't waste a draft pick on a rookie draft pick for that startup mm-hmm. and so i kind of punt all of like this year's 2019 draft picks um to to load up on vets and then maybe i'll trade into the draft later if somebody's on the board still that i want and i trade like a you know a, an abundance of one position away or something i, I do that quite a bit uh, i've done that this year in a few start and at least two startups where i traded back in with having no picks but then you realize you know that's an okay strategy as long as you have like your 2020 picks or if your plan is to do it like that, you have all your 2021 picks. So that you actually have something to look forward to and something to yeah. use as ammunition back and forth and not just be stuck in that rut. But yeah, you ha- you can tell those guys are the ones that just come in like, I'm going to win the championship and then they bolt. Uh, yeah. And you know, we've had, I don't know. I, I've, there was a poll somebody put up at the, the, the website about uh, leagues folding. I'm like, I've only really had one or two fold. And it's normally because, I have a lot of the same commissioners running a lot of these leagues and, you know, or there are people I know or people from yeah. you know DFF that I know that like uh, John Orr runs, like uh, he suckered me into like 10 leagues. It is probably, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was with, in leagues cool. with him before I started writing or anything. So, you know, like if you have good commissioners that, that, you know, keep the guys together, even if you lose one or two owners, you know, they replace them. They do right. stuff to, to keep it together. Um, it, it kind of keeps it going as far as that goes, because if you have a bad commish, they're terrible at communicating, they irritate everybody, you know, <laughs> then people aren't going to want to stick around. And that's, that's those leagues of fold is, is when, you know, and I know when when you're not paying for picks in advance, that becomes a very sticky situation because then you got a guy that's given up like his entire draft class for like yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. And you're like, oh, yeah. Really, dude? Like you're you're basically <laughs> telling us you're gutting this team to win this. I mean, and I don't mind the go for it, you know, mentality, but you're also don't have anything on the line for those picks. Like, right. yeah, that, and that's, that's why I'm fully in favor. I mean, they require you to if you trade future year yeah. picks, you have to pay that for that year. I'm fine so. with that because if you're get, if it's like a third or a fourth, I'm not really too concerned about it but if you're giving up a for a 2021st right now right. you should have paid for that because you're, you're giving away something oh no absolutely it. yeah so. i like the leagues that when you start out you you're paid two years in advance um you know we just they did just, that ohio home league yeah we did the ohio home league uh dynasty startup this past yeah. saturday we were talking about that earlier and uh, a bunch of us just agreed that it'd be better to do two years in advance 50 bucks for 2019 yeah. and 2020 and that way every time you pay you're you're paying a year ahead and then if somebody wants to go and trade 2021 picks well you know they, then they then they at that point can um pay their 50 dollars. you put that in the bylaws and i just think that not so worth so much worried about people leaving it's fine if that happens 
But when you go into being a commissioner, you have to understand that you're a commissioner first and an owner second, or you have no integrity. If you, and I, I play in leagues where there are commissioners who obviously own the teams and I don't necessarily 100% trust, you know, them that, 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 that's the case. Um, you know, um, that's unfortunate, but if you go into it like that and the commissioner understands that, um, the decisions they make are for the, you know, the integrity of the league overall, not, you know, how owners feel, but what's the best thing to do for the league at large. And that's a good way to, if you focus like that, you can keep owners around and, 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 and keep the league happy or, or, you know, ensure when you do have someone leave that you're getting the right people because you start out that way. And I'm not the best commissioner as far as communication. I told somebody, my co-commissioner, I'm like, I'm the idea guy. I'm like the (laughs) owner of the store. I need you to manage some of the shit that I just don't want to do. Yeah, we, we actually, in my home league, we have three of us that are the commissioner. Like, we all have commissioner access. We all can do things. I'm mm-hmm. the guy who does That's all good. the accounting and all the, the roster manipulation. All You're more stuff. like a board, a, like a board of directors, which yeah, makes sense yeah. because then if there's yeah. voting to be done or mm-hmm. decisions yeah. to be made, it doesn't look like you're a dictator. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you right. talk about things. It's just it has a lot of integrity it's when you funny do Funny you mentioned that because we actually devised this league off of another league because of a few of the owners were, you know, <laughs> thought that the commissioner was like, you know, a dictator he really wasn't because like he would ask my opinion on stuff during you know he'd ask other people in the league opinions on certain situations um and so it wasn't really like that but they had this idea that it was so they were like ah let's start our own league so me, me and the other two guys do it and, and the one guy we don't let touch any of the computer stuff because he's not allowed, not allowed. Computer. so his job is to communicate with the people that are hard to communicate with like he, he will actually have to make a phone call mm-hmm. yeah because we, we actually have some people in this league that are like you know not on facebook not on twitter like don't really text message so it's like yeah you know, we gotta like get the the steel cups out and hold them up to our ears and then communicate that way so <laughs> Wow. Uh, send out smoke signals and stuff so so i just leave it up to him i'm like okay you call these people that i don't really you know they're, they're people we kind of know but you know i don't really know some of them that well so i'm like you know your brother-in-law call him you know like you know i'll take care of the people that i'm i know but um and then the other guy he uh he does a lot of the computer stuff when i get busy like because during the school year it's crazy so um doing you know, trying to manage all the leaks, trying to write, trying to do the podcast and, and still like be a decent commish. Right. Right. It's, it's maddening sometimes, but, um, we actually have my home league draft on Sunday. So I'm sure I'll talk about that next week, but is this the one that's on ESPN? Uh, no, this is on MFL. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the one where actually I won last year for the first time. So, uh, so I get to gloat, and, and <laughs> I get the trophy, and uh, yes, and they get to yell at me because you know they'll be like, "Oh yeah, 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 about time you won." They've been busting my balls for like the last four years though, because I've had you never like, won it, yeah, that whole time. I've never won it, and I've had like undefeated seasons, and <laughs> never won it. They're like, "Ah, oh, you know, you, you do all this writing and podcasting, you should have won like ten championships by now." So. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys get lucky. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, we'll move on into uh, something uh, that 
Jeremy uh, knows a lot about some trades. Oh, yeah. I've so, done my fair right share. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm sure Just Brad's do done it. some trades in his life at some point. <laughs> Here and there. Oh. <laughs> we just traded not too long ago. Uh, so, Daryl, you got one. Why don't you go ahead and roll with yours? I'll bring uh, up the other one we have. Yeah, it's a 16 team uh, IDP Superflex. Um, so, side A was, and this was a trade that I was personally involved in. Side A, which was mine, I traded away Luke Keekley. And in return, I got Austin Eckler at 2023rd to 2024th. And I have Melvin Gordon as my main back. Man, really? You gave you, you traded Keithley away for that? Yeah, because I don't have much behind Gordon. I have uh, I uh, Melvin Eckler. Gordon. <sighs> See, I'm not a big kookly. Guy, because he when did I'm he how so does he finish though in, in overall scoring not even at his position but just uh in in one of your regular idp league something that you guys are in that we could you know i know well, rules are different he scored he scored, scored what he scored 240 and 240 okay last and, year and melvin gordon scored three i think it was so where where did where did but I'm getting fall in that list though of the total scoring last year overall scoring where did he fall? Because that's I, I kind of I don't really have a reference point. I know just a minute and I'll look at that. Yeah, yeah. I just man I no. need more to taking him. You know, uh, I, mean, I, I would imagine it's a little better. Now, see, look at Daryl's rock. We went Deeper over this earlier this week. Yeah, he had like three or four linebackers that he could start that would pretty much be startable on a weekly basis we'll trade one of those for Eckler. <laughs> yeah i mean I if they see with luke keekley we both we, we were both a little lower i guess than a lot of people in keekley because he's he he's I'm, i can't say his name but i'm really high on that guy he's one concussion away from being done uh, completely yeah. done the jordan yeah. reed of linebackers yeah jordan reed of linebackers and he was relatively yeah. healthy last year i think he missed one game last year mm-hmm. and but he scored pretty well but this is and he's a guy where i i've kind of been at a sell high like get the max you can and and my theory is with with this third and fourth he's getting back he can get another linebacker in the third okay. and fourth yeah. either one or two he can kind of replace and he gets his melvin gordon insurance and eckler has standalone value no matter what I mean, right. he's, he's that well, kind of third down yeah, he definitely is uh, a good back with standalone value i guess if you need a running back and so you're thinking he with the, with the picks that you're getting back in that trade that you're going to be able to replace right away um get two linebackers now are those guys are you confident you're going to get starters from that you know, from those spots. The third or... round next year, probably. I mean, I've Daryl's probably looked at the draft class more than I have, but you know, there's there's a few guys I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're crazy. We we are doing a college football league with IDP in it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, <laughs> I've just yeah. been so, and my goes, strategy. Fair time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll share my strategy so far has been I looked at stats and I'm just using numbers. To, to pick guys like I haven't heard of half of the defensive players. I've heard of like five guys on my defense, 
The rest of them are strictly stats. You had like nine sacks last year. Go for it. Nine sacks. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. with a lot of guys, you know, your junior year, if you put up, you know, six, seven sacks, you'll normally go up a couple or stay about the same unless you get hurt. So um, that makes sense. And then I, you know, I did, I did a few searches on like 24 seven for, you know, five star recruits. <laughs> Cause it, I think it's dynasty, isn't it there? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, it so is. it's dynasty. So oh, okay. try not. I try not to load up on a lot of seniors because they're all gonna be gone next year. <laughs> so yeah, try yeah. try to find yeah, some no freshmen, doubt. sophomores. I'm lo- now looking for last chance you guys to take because uh, <laughs> I know their <laughs> names. <chance> you. <laughs> well, we were talking today about a guy from Tennessee, uh, Emmett Goodson. Yeah. Uh, I was telling him, you know, for the for the JUCO team, he was a <laughs> dominating player, but like he'd get dumb personal foul penalties like all the time because he'd throw guys to the ground after they were whistled down. Like he would hit them yeah, late when they were on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. mean put him on the field. So yeah. mean dude. Damn. Oh man. I think there's a guy still out there that I'm gonna take. He's. I won't say anything because Daryl's in the same league, so. <laughs> but, DM it to me. I'll DM it to you. Yeah, yeah those, those, those are the best ty- types of uh, guys to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> the guy you can't mention because your your yeah. your co-host is going to take he who shall you. not be named. Yes. Well, it's funny because I tell my league mates, I'm like, if you want to know what I think about a player, just listen to the podcast every week. Like, because we talk about so many players. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay, you know, so, a couple of them I think do, but you know. Yeah, I've got a good friend I've been playing fantasy football with since I first started out um, playing. I mean, we actually set up a league together. That was the first league I ever had. Um, you know, wrote the rules and you know, using newspapers to keep score and all that kind of stuff. Right. And to this day, I wonder. I'm like, did did I learn anything from this guy? Because I know I've taught him some stuff, and not not to sound cocky, but he's always like. I pick on him about it and I say, you know, um, I'm not going to give you any more information on that. Um, he's like, well, really the only edge you have is that, you know, you watch college football. I'm like, I don't watch that much college football. I just pay attention to stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I like college football. I watch some of it, but you know, I don't watch all of the NFL games. You, you sit there and watch on Sundays, you know, all these games, I maybe watch the Browns game. And in that I just DVR through it. I'm like, I don't need to watch games. That's not the point. You know, it's getting the right information, but it'll, he'll be like, well, I don't really, I'm like, uh, I'm not going to give you any help with this. He goes, well, I could do fine on my own. He goes, but let me ask you a question. Uh, I'm, like, no, man, I'm not answering your questions. That's what I'm talking about. You, I want you to give me some of uh, your insight. I'm tired of helping you win, you know, win the league. Yeah. So, yeah, in this league, Gordon finished 41st with 277. Okay. And Keekly was around there, I think he said, right? Yeah, he's finished. uh, Okay, he finished 60th with 240. So I got Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. the third and the fourth next year. Plus, I'm I'm pretty stacked at linebacker already in this league. I was hurting at running back, and with the possible holdout of Gordon, I think my next best running back was uh, Royce Freeman for Denver. So, yeah. Mm. So you'd like you like to strip these running backs dry. Yeah, I'm out of your like with few bare bones, like you know. Daryl is Daryl is like zero running back, dude. Because it seems like every one of these leagues that you bring up these trades with, 
you have you're running like zero RB because really? <laughs> you never have any running backs on your teams. Do you guys you realize zero running back doesn't mean not to have any on your team? <laughs> yeah, right. to draft them but later on. I'm just I'm messing with no, you, man. I do the same thing. I strip down once. It's teams I take over, and they're just so yeah. Uh, I, I've I've <laughs> taken I took over one that I I've literally been trying to scratch and claw any running back I can get out of the last two year drafts. And so, I yeah, think I yeah. finally have a couple that like, but still like, you know, like one of them, I was like Kalen Blige. So it's not even, I mean, which, you know, he could split time or whatever, but you know, it's not even anybody that's a stud really. It's, so it's like just lead, Austin Eckler finished one thirty five with 176 points. Hmm. Yeah. Um, where, where were some of the other linebackers? Um, Around uh, that spot where uh, Luke finished. Well, I think you told me you have like Roquan and Tremaine Edmonds or something like that. Like you have some ridiculous linebacking core. Yeah, I have really good linebackers. Yeah, if you have uh, depth there, what the heck? I mean, you need a running back, and I mean, you're getting value a player plus picks. I mean, I guess I didn't realize Luke was so close to cashing it in with the with the head injuries. Those guys, man, I just every <laughs> well, down two, two years know, linebackers ago, that... and running backs just not not for yeah. long. It's there, you just two can't years do that ago, Two years Corey ago, Littleton, Thursday night game, sixty third with two thirty six. Yeah, two uh, years ago, that behind, Thursday night uh, game with Keekley against uh, three two one. Anyway, uh, we got another trade here. We got some technical difficulties. Uh, it was my crappy internet this time, not Daryl's. Uh, completely shut off. I don't know. So, must have a storm or Shitty something. Shitty internet. Daryl one, Dan one. Yeah. So, uh, we got one more trade. And this was not necessarily a done trade, but it was something that was asked on Twitter. And it was an interesting one. Uh, it was, and it's pretty, I think it's pretty one sided. Uh, side A, DeAndre Hopkins and Fred Warner. And side oh, B, Nick Chubb and Derwin James. Oh, I'm interested to hear what you say because I know which side I picked. I said Hopkins because Hopkins is uh, about two rounds more than than Chubb, like, you know, value-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, James is a couple rounds higher than Warner, but, you know, we're talking – Well, my question to this guy was, what is your depth behind Hopkins, and can you deal with losing him? Yeah, and going through this. uh, He said he could. And I said, well, if you're comfortable with losing Hopkins and you can replace some of his production, then i probably take the Derwin James and Chubb side. Yeah. Well, he wanted Nick Chubb, and I said I would ask for like a 2022nd. Yeah. Um, with the Chubb side, if you're giving up Hopkins, you know you, you need to ask for a bit more. You know, you, Derwin James is the top, one of the top safeties, definitely. Right. And you know, scoring is pretty even. We'll, we'll, you know, we we didn't get a lot of scoring details, but Hopkins is the he's my number one wide receiver. Chubb's gonna be good. And especially the first few weeks, and Mister, you know, our Ohioans here can maybe uh, chime in on their their prospects on Chubb here. Uh, I think the first few weeks, Chubb is going to be a monster until Cream Hunt comes back, and you know, I think he's going to be a monster anyways. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After I have those played. eight games, but uh, 
and I don't know if that's really the issue. I think running backs, you can get running backs a little bit easier than wide receiver ones and wide receiver one of all, um, you know, the past couple of years, really uh, a top run, uh, wide receiver like that. I, I lean toward that side too. Um, uh, you know, even the safety, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get that he's good, but uh, that's Derwin James. Yeah. He's darn good. Great. If you got a chance to get James, you better do it because he is. And you know, Fred Fred Warner's very replaceable in my mind. So, yeah. Did you guys know Darius Leonard was going to be so damn good? Be honest. I'm sure you liked you know, him, him too, but did you know he was going to finish in some leagues with? I didn't know he was going to be. I didn't Aaron know he was going to be. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to be overall number one, like in defense, I didn't all either. defense. But I did have him as my third linebacker. I did too. I, I found wrote, wrote my article. sheets where I had ranked him. I'd I actually him have a published article that, that, that claims he's my third <laughs> linebacker last yeah, year. I tried so. to get him last year, and I, I didn't draft him high enough. I didn't get it. You know, I wasn't Me and Dan talked about this. He's going to regress probably, most likely. Yeah, but although I'm on, I'm on team, nobody regresses, and Mahomes and Leonard just both blow it out of the water, and hey, I'm with you, but I'm just saying slay everybody in the league. Like Darius Leonard <laughs> has 200 tackles, and Mahomes throws like 60 touchdowns. <laughs> I'm all on board that train because Maybe. I have heard, and I've heard it might may have be I've heard multiple people say, "Oh, the regression's coming, regression's coming." I'm like, but what does that have to does, come? We talked. If he even has a 15% regression in tackles, he's still going to have 130-something tackles. Well, yeah. I mean, Leonard, regression could be five tackles, and people would say, well, that regressed. Yeah, but I am I mean, from where he's at, to 15%, that's a pretty good chunk. See, I want to take the word. Somebody tweeted something about they want to send some words to the moon. Uh, Jag was one. Uh, Jag. You know, and I had to ask what that meant, and it's just a guy, because I don't know, I guess I'm stupid. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, it bugs me when people say that, but I use it sometimes, too. <laughs> and then uh, well, the, you know the other one was... Leonard is just a guy? Well, no, I'm not saying Leonard is just a guy. I'm just saying <laughs> just that term can go to space. <laughs> uh, there was another one um, that I can't remember. And then uh, I want to send regression to space, because I've heard the word regression. I hate it, too. too. Like, and, and, it's always the smart guys that use it the most. Um, like, well, are you talking about positive regression or negative? Oh, I hate <laughs> positive, regre- positive regression. That's called progress. It's yeah. a word. Yeah. There's a yeah. word for that. The guy's either going up or going down. That's how we summarize for yeah. There's regression, and then there's progression. There's literally, you know. I don't, I don't think Leonard's going to regress. I really don't. I think he's going to put up. Brad, and I agree with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> use regression maybe once in your life not all the time and i i just i i agree with you i think i i, I automatically tune out people who say positive regression it just kills me yeah. somebody somebody uh I, I somebody had some tweet and i was like i want to see mahomes blow it out of the water they're like well how can he regress he's only played one season i'm like i guess regress to the mean uh, you know yeah there you go regress to the mean you know? But I hate that I too because yeah, regress to what you think he's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which he hasn't proven anything else. He's proven he's a fifty touchdown guy so far. I don't know. You know, we really got to work on our sponsors here. Go for you it. Think? We'll actually have one for next week's show. Jim Bean Peach so, on board. Well, yeah, That's really good stuff. I'm just saying. Jim Bean Peach. 
If you're Demand if you're advertising them for free, they aren't going to pay you. You understand that? Yeah, right. Because I'm going to like start, you know, just naming brands and tell them to pay you. <laughs> I've already sent the emails. It's already in the works. I'm working on. That. I got this. So so Disney, uh, you, you guys should pay for my entire Disney vacation because I mentioned you on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I hate you. God, I can't. I can't with you. And uh, T-Mobile, you should uh, just zero out my bill every month because I'm going to mention you right now. And and uh, if I can get a free oh, hell, bottle of Coca-Cola, that'd be swell. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be great, dude. You know, you know, Dale, I use a Dale laptop, so why not send me a new laptop for free? <laughs> we want to go down the road. Let's go. Speaking <laughs> of regression... This podcast is regressive. Bad word. (laughs) Bad word. Anyways, uh, so Daryl, do you have a Debbie Diamond for us? You you told me you had one the other day. So, so this is a so for you guys since uh, you know the the IDP world is maybe not up your alley here. Daryl gives us a college player that we should keep an eye on, or if you're in a Debbie league, you should draft uh, on defense that we should keep an eye on and his track record's pretty good i do have to pat him on the back a little bit i know i beat him up plenty uh but i do have to pat him on the back with these because i do go to him when i have a idp debbie draft and i say yeah should i draft i put a lot of work into it i mean i miss one from time to time but yes the most part i'm pretty much on them so this week we are going to go to the utah state aggies and look at linebacker home of uh Bobby Wagner. I like it. David Woodward, linebacker. He's 6'2", 230, so he's got good size, uh, has pretty good speed. He's one of the more complete linebackers that I've looked at this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be coming out in the draft this year. He's a senior, so he's a tackling machine. He can blitz. He can drop into coverage release, so he's got real fluid movements. Seems like he can – doesn't have a problem, you know, where the, he's rushing or dropping into coverage. He has great awareness and he trusts what he's seeing. You can, and, uh, which allows him to really read and react as good as probably any player I've seen so far that I've looked at this year. Um, like I said, feed with top. One of the things that jump out is his first step quickness and burst. Amazing. I mean, as soon as the ball snap, he's already headed where he wants to go so mm-hmm. uh, and he, and he's versatile he can play both inside and outside so I think that's going to help him scouts are going to really love that about him so um, if you're doing a Davy draft or looking to pick up a Davy IDP you want to look at David Woodard of Utah State so David Woodard is it Wesley's son oh nice yes. Yes, I don't know. It's not. I don't think there's no relationship. Wesley just stopped one. playing, didn't he? So it'd be funny if his son nah, was already in the league. He he's <laughs> still playing. He, he's, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's a Titan, so he's, his his younger brother. He may not be a Titan. Yeah, no, he uh, he's not one of the guys that retired to make cupcakes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, and Michael Griffin and those guys are funny, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that about wraps our conversation up here for today. Uh, we'd like to thank... Oh, damn it. We'd like to thank we Brad can... and Madman for coming on. You can catch them at Who's DFF that? underscore Madman and at uh, Mr. Mean Mode. And you can catch their show, the At Best Ball Maniacs podcast. Uh, 
and you guys are all over the place or uh, still I, I was checking you out on Spreaker I believe that yeah that's a good spot to check us out we're part of the full time fantasy podcast network uh, Jim Day and um, you know FFWC um, all those a really good group of guys Brad's probably going to be more eloquent in telling you more about that because I always get confused mm. but it's a real Pretty good hard. podcast network and great guys are a part of it and so we joined them and we've only dropped a few episodes um, one coming out tomorrow i think and then we've got a couple of great interviews set up with uh jen akins and um elliot christ uh, we've had some really good guests so far like mike beers um some real names in best ball and um, we're pretty excited about this podcast uh brad did i did i do any justice for the podcast network i feel bad that i don't have that yeah memorized. i think you really did well i think you know that's what you know that's who we're with and uh it's a great great group of people and uh we enjoy it Cool, cool. I'm yeah. definitely going to check you guys out. Learned a lot tonight about best ball, so I might yes. have to look at that. So, Daryl, you need to get your leagues check up to like 60 by adding like 10 more best ball leagues. Because that's what I need is 60 yes. freaking leagues. Well, you can do it on the draft app. I, I might check out some draft app ones once I get back from vacation. Yeah. Draft and it, forget it. Get on there. It's fun, man. We'll, we'll yeah. draft together. What's yeah. the best site to do best ball on? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. We're talking about doing something easy that's not expensive. Play draft is something like uh, Brad was saying earlier yeah. on the show that it's really um, for um, casual players. It's just something fun and you know easy to do right from your phone. Yeah, you can and, do do yeah. contests from a dollar. Yeah, you know? it's pretty neat. So if you're in, the, if you're itching to do you know draft and just you know draft some players and try your hand at winning some money, you can get in one. Um, maybe we'll set one up and invite you guys because we have to we have to kick off some more soon. So sure. Cool. Cool, I'd cool. be uh, more than happy to join one. We're going to kick your asses. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just sweet. <laughs> Joking. Oh, yeah. Well, you are you could actually you'd have a better ch- chance of kicking my butt because I actually uh, do uh, the at TQE, I do the best ball rankings for draft. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Listen to Brad do the rankings and then draft all his players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm dumb enough to put out a list I actually use, which... <laughs> <laughs> Back in hindsight, not so smart, but yeah, yeah. We uh, well, uh, we we have our rankings at DynastyFootballFactory.com, which uh, you can still get the membership for uh, for twenty nine ninety nine. I think we still have the deal with two guides and a year's membership. Mm-hmm. You can come talk to us in the Slack channel. Uh, you can get my I do the video mailbag with Lewis FF Down Under. I do the IDP stuff. He does the the uh, I guess redraft dynasty offense stuff. Although Shane threw in an, uh, a super flex question for me, which I'm able to answer. I, I do play offense. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't play just IDP only leagues. You know, I I do. Yep. I come out, you know, in the what's it in, in the in the black? I guess is uh, yeah, that's good. Positive. That's good. So, you know, <laughs> you know, as long as I'm not in the red, I'm good to go. I agree. Yeah, some of the tournaments they have, some of the uh, they have a new five dollar tournament on draft. It's pretty good. So cool. if you're casual and you just kind of want to dip it, dip your toe into it, and uh, you know, see about winning. Then I think the t- top prize is about uh, fifty thousand on that one. Yeah, I'm yeah, better. I'm much. I'm much better at the um, f- uh, daily fantasy on draft than I am with like uh, fantasy pro or not fantasy pro. Uh, yeah, like a FanDuel. FanDuel. Yeah, that's Sam. I'm much better at that because it's a mini draft. And right. I'm better at drafting, I think, than, you know. <laughs> I'll go look at, like, the the projections and stuff like that. But 
I feel like I can draft a team, and sometimes luck of the draw, especially when you get like week. I think I played week seventeen. I was like, who's actually going to play this whole game? Because <laughs> yeah, you know, like, maybe some preseason. Preseason would be. Uh, yeah, that's the it's, only thing they don't do on draft is preseason. So. They don't do but, preseason. Yeah. yeah, you can do the preseason on uh, DraftKings yeah, and Draft uh, FanDuel, though. Yeah. Say. Uh, but tomorrow night we have somewhat real football, which is exciting. Yay. My, my son's good. pumped up about it. Cause, is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had him uh, mock drafting last week. He was, that's good parenting. He, he wanted to mock <laughs> draft, and I'm like, dude, I'll teach you. You can just go on all day and do it. Like, So... He also wants his own computer, maybe to mock draft. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably. I know yeah. I'm doing a draft with my son, too. He keeps begging me to do one. Um, yes. in the la- he goes, you said the next one you do, Dad. Um, you're going <laughs> to let me do it. And I'm like, uh, son, I don't think pros versus Joes is the right one. for. I don't even know if I'm going <laughs> yeah. to draft a good team in this one, man. Are you kidding me? See, two years ago, uh, we do a free league with my dad and his friend and, and some other friends and family are in the league. And yeah. I am in so many leagues. I was like, here, you, you just take this team. Like, I'll, you know, it's my account. Just, you know, you draft. And he did, he did pretty well. He did pretty well. And then last year, like, he actually kind of knew what he was doing a little bit. So, like, he was doing better. And this year, um, my buddy Chris, his birthday party was the other day, bought him one of those magazines that you can get off the, the like, newsstand. And he's like all excited to read it and stuff. I'm like, you know, I have a website that's all about this stuff. I used to be the same way, man. I used to love buying those magazines. I couldn't wait. I used to love them too until you find out like half of the guys are injured. I mean, when June would roll around, I would go to the local bookstore, man, and I was buying every single one of them. I've got a whole bookcase full of them over here. Really? Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Even Madman mentioned it back in the day when you used to do the newspaper. I used to get the USA Today every day and write yep. it out. Yeah, yeah the USA Today was great for that. Yep. It's crazy. I learned, but I learned so much doing that. It was it was a lot of work, but I was such a degenerate. I was such a degenerate that I used to, when I I guess my first dynasty startup I did. I got like the USA Today draft guide and I got like two other magazines uh-huh. and I like wrote out all the players and their rankings for all three and then I averaged them together oh, to wow. kind of develop my rankings that way. So I'm I like loser. what I'm uh, a loser. Da- so. <laughs> no, you're not. I like what Daryl said though. That it's really true. Using the newspapers, using USA Today, just trying to um, get the scoring that you needed uh, extracted yeah. from that yep. you learn so much about players the relationship of you know of players yeah. on one team other team you more more so absorption of that than when you just look at who the high scores were last week online yeah yeah it started with the work league and i know it's crazy but it was only eight yeah and, no and every morning i, I would was. stop and get the usa today and you know, after two or three years, all the guys at work that I did it with, they were like, hey, man, let me see the newspaper. You know, let me read this. And there would be a few mornings, you know, I would go to work and it hadn't delivered yet. So the newest edition wasn't out and we would all be pissed because we wouldn't get off till later in the afternoon and nobody knew what was going on. And see, we yeah, uh, in the dark about it till you watch the news yeah, or something yeah. or found it because it wasn't you didn't have the Internet to rely on. Right. Right. I mean, it, and you do. I mean, it's you're sitting there reading it and it's stuff that you can get with ease now yeah and you said about learning that and you're kind of like 
You said learn a lot oh, about looking at it like that. We actually, for our uh, previews, we're, we're digging into snap counts, tackles, and sacks yeah. for each team. And just and learning. We, we've kind of learned right. a lot over the past. Like, you know, some corners like are, have crazy passes defended. And yeah, some of your that's leagues a great score stat. differently. And then, like, well, sacks. The, the Oakland Raiders had 13 combined sacks last year. The entire team. Yeah, but the thing that... Like, some of these stats are just mind-blowing. Doing these previews, quarterback mm-hmm. hits and pass deflections yeah. is a good precursor to opportunities. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know, deflections lead to makes interceptions. Sense. Your quarterback hit leads to sacks. I like the stuff I mean, like that that makes sense. Like, when I was yeah, complaining I mean, about tight ends, for one thing... You know, like, uh, we don't take into account how good of a blocker a tight end is, so it's just lost. Like, you know, you don't draft them for any purpose other than catching, like, wide receivers do and scoring touchdowns. Right. My thing yeah. about this is, like, with cornerbacks, uh, you know, kind of a rule of thumb, hey, you know, they're going to target um, the rookie cornerbacks, some of the bad cornerbacks. You know, those guys are going to score points in IDP because they're getting targeted, whereas, you know, a really good cornerback, good cover corner, isn't getting thrown to – um, that side of the field as as often as much so they're not able to to get the stats even passes defense let alone interceptions and other things so you know how do you right. is there a solution to making or maybe maybe i'm just not thinking of it but to making defensive backs <laughs> cornerbacks more the scoring make more sense so that like the shitty cornerbacks aren't worth as much or more than the than the truly good ones in the nfl really the pass defended and the interceptions is the the kind of ne- neutralizer if you really have those very high, then your mm-hmm. your Patrick Petersons and guys end and up it's coming up higher. They're not. It's not perfect because you also yeah, have to give. Even. You also have to balance out their tackles a little bit because you know not everybody's going to have a perfect game where nobody gets a catch on them. But, sure. Well, cornerback is kind of the one position, offense, defense, special teams that's kind of unfair. Yeah. Because it's it's kind of the one position that if you're really good, you're not yeah, good for yeah, IDP. You're, you're not good for the for your fantasy team. See, I, think we, yeah. I think you need Beyond to come out with a metric where yeah. you are thrown at and there's an incompletion. Like I think that would be I think that's the next trend that's but coming, it, but, it would be, but it would be a very judgment call kind of thing. Kind yeah, of like an assist. Like and that'd be something yeah. else that the you know like PFF I think does that stuff, but for the yeah, actual NFL stat crew to sit there and so while we got Madman, I'm sure he knows PFF pretty well from offense. How much stock do you put into? Um, because I, I've had that thing and I've kind of looked at some of the stuff for the IDP side, and I'm kind of like. You know, I really love these numbers. I really love what they're doing, but ha- how they're grading it and coming up with these numbers. I think with some positions, it makes a little more sense. I don't know. I know they were complaining about how they do their offensive line stats, which isn't something that we're, we would look at much. Um, but as far as running backs, you know, yards after contact and um, 
I with quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then the tight end off, you know, um, pass catching stuff. I I think it's been great, but I know they do get a lot of flack um, for offensive line, defensive line, like the judgment calls, the things that they're, they're trying to tell you that you know this guy's not a great player. Most people will tell you, hey, this this tackle or guard isn't a very good player, but look at these stats. According to PFF, he's you know <laughs> this monster, and you want you would have him on your fantasy team. I haven't seen that same kind of backlash, and in fact, I use PFF. Um, um, you know the premium stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um This isn't. You guys aren't recording, right? Uh, we, we can talk about that off air. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about this part off air. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll tell you a little something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll wrap it up for today. Uh, that'll be about it. We'd like to thank these guys for coming on. A lot of fun. Uh, we, we, we talked some football and best ball, mainly just had a good time. Uh, hopefully it's good listening. It was fun, uh, man. It was a yeah. good, good time for sure. Yep. So yes, uh, that will be about I'm it. glad to have you guys. Yep. Okay. And we look forward to coming on your show. Uh, we'll come and ruin the joint, you know, with our IDP stuff. Burn it down. <laughs> we'll come we'll in all Leroy Jenkins on you. Oh, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Go Hawks. <laughs> Lovely, Roy. Yeah. Good night now. <laughs> <laughs> <Take care. laughs>